We're on a mission from God. And now, something completely different. Good morning and a happy Saturday to everyone. I'm Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful South St. Louis. And I'm Pastor Jolly John Lekumski from Trinity Darmstadt and St. Paul in New Athens uh, in the heart of Kaskaskia River Country. <laughs> are the flowers blooming in New Athens? Oh, they are. The daffodils are up like crazy. Are you? Do you have a lot of daffodils? We do. No tulips from? yet. No, but, but yeah, the daffodils no, the are daffodils. all over the place. Yeah, There's they're, they're a going, seas of yellow. It's going beautiful. Crazy. Um, you know, we, we kind of set aside the, the bad jokes uh, during Lent. Out of reverence for Lent. One of the one of the reverential things that we do. We, but, we, <laughs> yeah, we give up the bad jokes for yeah, Lent. For Lent. That's, <laughs> that's right. And since There's, that's the only kind of jokes we have, that's pretty much no, no jokes at some all. Some people wish we would give up the bad jokes all year. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. but, <laughs> that's true. Uh, but but so they've kind of stacked up. So I think we need to kind of, you know, start working on the pile here, get, get it yes. down a little bit. <laughs> So I've got three of them here, man. I'll let you oh, take your fantastic. pick. You get, you get your pick. Take take okay, which one you want to do. Okay. Look them over there. All right. And well, don't well, say we is, didn't warn well, you. So this is multiple choice, huh? Well, yeah. Pick which okay. one you want. There's three three bad jokes. I've okay. got three bad jokes. Oh, so it's it's like three in one here? Is that well, where? no, no. You okay, just okay. pick out which one you want, and I'll do one, and you can do the last it one. It says, then. well, guess what Joan of Arc is laughing at? Uh, well, that's that's just the cartoon. Oh, that's the cartoon. Yeah. Okay. That actually, we don't need that, so just scratch that. <laughs> okay, erase scratch that. that. We just want the jokes. That was just extra. But Joan of Arc okay. would be laughing at these if she heard them. That That's okay. the point. All right. Uh, time flies like an arrow. Fruit flies like a banana. There you go. See, that's that's right. Okay, where, where's the joke? <laughs> Fruit flies like a banana. I have to explain it. All right, well, you had trouble what with that one. What does this have to do with Joan of Arc? I know. That's why I said ignore, ignore, her. I know. ignore okay. the Joan All right, The all people right. that, that are listening, they have no idea that I've got a little cartoon here that has a picture of Joan of Arc saying, guess oh, yeah, what Joan of Arc was laughing I at. I keep forgetting this is radio. Okay. All right, so here, here's mine. Uh, this is your captain speaking. And this is your captain shouting. <laughs> See, don't you kind of like oh, that? That's good. Your captain. Okay, that's all right. Good. Well, good. let's finish yeah. up with a biggie. We save the so biggie. Bad. We save the best okay. for last. Or okay. the, the worst for last. I don't know. Okay. All right. Yeah, this is a good one. Okay. okay. Oh, why can't a bike stand on its own? A riddle. We're ending with a riddle. Yeah, I don't know. Why can't, why can't a bike stand on its own? It's it's too tired. There you Get go. Too, too tired. Again, if you have to explain oh, to Matt, oh. probably we should just not... <laughs> So, enough of that. <laughs> we warned everyone. That's they're, true. They're bad jokes. Yeah, so just start the show. If people were smart, they would wait to like 9.08 and then turn <laughs> and on then the radio. Tune in. <laughs> and, and then you'd get the good part of it and just miss the rest. And, and by the way, if you haven't guessed yet, you're listening to Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. Basics. Yeah. So, uh, Matt and I have a little theme. We're going to do a little theme, uh, uh, a couple of theme episodes for you, because obviously we just uh, uh, did the resurrection, right? Yeah, that's right. Did you do that? We, we did that. We decided to do it this year. Did you? Yeah, we celebrated yeah. every weekend, every Sunday, but we thought, well, we'll, 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 we'll do something special. We'll do something big on, uh, on Easter, Easter Sunday, Day. right? <laughs> and, 
and and so what we'd like to talk about is the impact that it wasn't just Easter. That wasn't the that wasn't the only day that there was a big impact with the resurrection. That's no, exactly right. No, the resurrection has had an impact both backwards and forwards. So today we're going to start about the backwards because we forget about that. That it really impacts. What happens in the Old Testament? And we'll give you a, a classic example of that with Ezekiel 37, for those who are following along at home. Because if, if, without Jesus, you might look at Ezekiel 37 and come to one conclusion. With Jesus and the resurrection, though, oh, you, you begin to see a whole different meaning uh, yes. to the story of the Valley of the Dry Bones. That's what we're doing. And then next week, the same thing, what happened in the early church, again, because of the resurrection, right? From the book of Acts, what? Yes, uh, Acts chapter 4, we'll look at next right? week. So if you want to look at that, I, I want to do some reading ahead. Yeah, you know, sure. That's good. Wonderful. Um, I think it's beautiful. Thanks for doing the Old Testament, by the way, because yeah. I think sometimes we have this idea that it's two separate books, the, the yeah, Old Testament, no. the New Testament, and, and they're kind of these two big books in this one book we call the Bible, and two separate stories even. But no, it's it's this one continual story with Jesus Christ, the cross, the empty tomb, right at the center. That's the epicenter of it all. And, and in fact, I would argue that, that apart from Jesus, you never really fully understand what the Old Testament is about. Oh, I, I, there are things you can understand, no doubt. There are lessons to be taught there. But again, apart from Jesus, you don't get the full impact of, of what... Well, let's illustrate. Let's Most illustrate. Definitely. So so this is a classic prophecy from uh, the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. Uh, in fact, I, Matt, we, we usually do it verse by verse, but I think this might be a situation where it would be helpful just to hear the whole thing. Okay, let's do it. So verse uh, chapter 37, sorry, verse 1. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Okay. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Okay, and he's talking to Ezekiel here, right? Yep. And he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live. And you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And I prophesied, and there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there was a there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and the skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. All right, so, so you've got this tremendous vision uh, of the valley of the dry bones and 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 uh, and he prophesizing twice twice he prophesies and then the dry bones come alive um now if you were simply to read this without the context of the resurrection without the context of jesus uh, and in fact most commentators uh, conclude that he was talking about the situation of the israelites do, do you know what was happening with the israelites when ezekiel was prophesying sure so uh, this is the time where uh the, the Southern Kingdom of Judah, so divided kingdom at this yeah, time, right? Yeah. Southern Kingdom of Judah uh, has been taken into exile, many of the people. Yeah, that, that, in fact, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if things aren't looking too good, the people probably feel pretty dried up like these bones. They've been unfaithful to God, 
and sort of as a punishment and a wake-up to them, uh, they're allowed to be taken into captivity. And so Ezekiel finds himself even uh, sharing now this word, much of this word, with the captives there in Babylon. And so that's that's the usual interpretation that he's talking about, the fact that they're going to be delivered, though. The, 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 even though they are despairing now, uh, the time will come when God will restore them back to their, their homeland and everything. Uh, it's kind of interesting because Ezekiel lives to see them taken into captivity. He has the uh, prophetic vision that they will be returned, but he never gets to see that. He, he dies like 40 years before they return. Uh, but but uh, So read the next few verses. So that's probably exactly what Ezekiel is talking about, this miraculous return of the dry bones of Israel back to Jerusalem and to Judah. So, so read the next few verses. Okay, and that's, sure. Yeah, verse yeah. 11 here. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. So there you go. Yeah, it's the house of Israel. All right. Go, go uh, ahead. Keep okay, reading. Sure. Yeah. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost, and we are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live, and I will place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken, and I will do it, declares the Lord. So, so no doubt the immediate context is just that. It's the, the people in, in slavery, uh, as you said, feeling like their bones are dry. They're plain dried up, it says, uh, in Babylon. But the thing we've discovered, Matt, because we're doing Old Testament all year this year. I uh, just thought it would be fun to do. Old I, Testament I, all the time over here. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Old Testament all the time. Uh, and, and, and we've noticed that there's this constant pattern, though, that, yeah, you have the immediate context, and yet it's always talking about what's going to happen in the future. It's always talking about not just what God wants to do for Israel, but what he wants to do for, for everybody, for the whole world, and, and in particular for you and me, because that's all we care about, right? We're yeah. pretty selfish. What about me? What about me? Well, and also our listeners, what God wants that's to right. do for our listeners so from that context what what kind of good news do you see in this story for our listeners matt sure well i i i think it's packed with good news okay and good news related to easter and i it's it's interesting that this is one of the old testament readings in this season of easter right now that for, we're still so for the for the one year lectionary this is the text we yeah. always read on the sunday after easter this is the text yeah, yeah. and i think for for me, and I would suppose for our listeners, sometimes we feel kind of dried up, too. Yeah, you know, yeah. That our, our strength is sapped, our hope is sapped. And in the midst of that, we have this word of hope, this word of, of, of a future hope, too, hope now and future hope. Uh, and I, I love how uh, you have the imagery of the Spirit, the Spirit giving life, and the Word, the Word, the Spirit working through the Word here, too, that Ezekiel shares, and how the Word works in our lives, certainly, and the Spirit gives us life. And then this beautiful language about resurrection, too. Uh, say say right? the resurrection stuff okay. for just yeah, a little we'll bit. Yeah, we'll save that. But... Uh, um... But because, yeah, I, I mean, that's the really great thing. If you do feel uh, like your hope is lost and you're indeed cut off, uh, what a great text to remind you. Well, no, you, you've got the Lord on your side. And, yeah, he can take even dry bones and he can bring them back to life. Uh, and I certainly agree with what you said. That That's the need. How does he do this? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that believe God are powerful mm -hmm. and, and they pray to him, which, okay, that's a good thing. But they don't understand how God works his power. And here, as you indicated, the clear thing is, 
is he speaks his word. In fact, that's what God says. He says, speak the word to the dry bones. Yeah, that's that's how miracles are accomplished. That's how things are changed. In fact, here's the thing that struck me, Matt. There's actually a miracle in the very first uh, of this uh, story, because God comes to Ezekiel after showing him the dry bones, and he says, uh, son of man, can these bones live? And, and what would any logical, rational son of man say of to that question? Not. Yeah. They're dead. They're bones. They're dry. They're about to turn back to dust. Yeah. They're scat. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. And yet, what? what is what is Ezekiel's response? He says, oh, Lord God, you know. Isn't that? In, and, and see, people, that's faith right there. That's faith. Faith is to say, no, there's no way. This is impossible. I can't do this. this. My hope is lost. That's exactly right. But to then turn to the Lord and say, but you know what? All things are possible for you. I'm not sure exactly what you're going to do. I don't know that. But, but yeah, you know. You know. Yeah. I think that's great. I, I think, uh, you know, if God was to come and question us about something, yeah. rather than just taking a shot in the dark and think we know the answer, just to say, well, Lord, you know. <laughs> you, you've got the answers, right? And I think John says something similar in the book of Revelation, too. I was thinking of that. You know, and that, that's the response is, oh, Lord, you know. <laughs> that's a good answer. Yeah, so, that, so I just thought, well, and here's faith, and it's a gift of God, obviously, because it could not come from Ezekiel, couldn't come from any son of man on their own. Well, that's what we confess, is we believe that we cannot, by our own reason, our strength, believe in him or come to him. But now here, I'm going to throw the one, and I got a couple of ideas. I, I, see, I have, a, I have an unfair... Why am I not surprised? Uh, well, you see, you know, I've, I've preached on this, and I'm just throwing this at, this is coming cold to Matt. But you know the thing that is puzzling about this picture is that it takes two times to get the, the people to come to life. Because he prophesies the word, which we, we, yes. we said, yeah, that's the point, everybody. If you're listening to KFUO, you know it's the word of God that accomplishes things. Let there be light. That's how he even creates everything. But why do you think he has to speak two words? Because he speaks the first word and all the bones come together. You know, the thigh bone connected to the hip bone or yeah. And we got even skin, we got skin, but no life. There's no life. So then he has to preface, uh, prophesy again to the breath, which, of course, in the Hebrew is the same word for spirit. So, yes. so prophesy, bring the spirit in. Uh, uh, so any idea why, why he yeah, has to do that twice? Yeah, because they're kind of like zombies, right? They're just sort of these... Well, they're not even zombies because they're dead. They're still dead. Yeah. Yeah. But they're kind of coming together. Yeah, we got them together. We but got they're skin. Just, they're dead. Yeah, you know what? The, what they what they what the Bible calls them here? He says, "Preach to the slain. the slain. Speak to the slain." So before they were just they're bones, but now they're they're they've been murdered. They've been killed. Yeah. Uh, well, go ahead. So you got any idea why we have well, to do it you know, twice? Well, well the, the thing that I keep, you know, you you mentioned breath. Yes. And that that Hebrew word I think is ruach. You know, breath. There you go. Life. Sort yes. of all uh, mixed up together. Um, and, you know, I can't help but go back even further in the Old Testament to uh, Adam, right? Ah. So he's, he's formed out of the dust of the ground, and he's he's lifeless yep. still until God gives that breath, until God gives that spirit. And then, of course, he he's alive. He's man, and he is life. You know, I can't help but think of that, too. So you got that. So, yeah, there's that parallel. That's how God did it originally. Yeah. There was two things. He forms and then he, he again, the spirit, he breathes into them, yeah. spiritizes him. Well, we see the importance of the spirit here, certainly. The yep. importance yep. Of, of God giving that life. God is the one who, who gives that life and he gives the spirit. And this is needed for these people to actually come to life, these bones. Yeah, and I, you know, I was thinking about that, and because this is the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, by the way, for those of you that are and counting, and then some, and then some. 
Uh, um, and, and I was thinking, you know, 500 years ago is a perfect example of what you just said, because the church had all the elements, right? They had the baptism, they had the Lord's Supper, uh, they had a liturgy, uh, they, they had churches, uh, they had priests, uh, they had people, you know, all the elements were there, but it was really not a very living church. There was not a lot of spirit stuff mm-hmm. going on there. And, and so I thought maybe well, that's the point, that it's not enough just to draw all the elements together, uh, but if you don't have the spirit, then it's still nothing. Uh, and and I thought uh, of the Lord's Supper. I thought it was a crucial example because we can have the bread, we can have the wine, but if we don't have the Word, if we don't have the Spirit there, then it's just some ritual. Uh, whereas if we have the Spirit there, oh man, it's no ritual. It it, it is the summary of everything we did on Holy Week, isn't it? You got the resurrect or the death thing, the Good Friday. This is the body and the blood given and shed. But you've also got the Easter thing because it's not a dead body. It's not a body lying in a tomb, but it's a living body, a body that we can actually eat and drink for the forgiveness of our sins. So I think I think you're right, Matt. I think that that's one of the lessons there that it's not enough just to have the elements. You've got to have the Word and the Spirit too. And I think of the, the early church. We're, we're moving yeah. ahead a little bit. But, oh, okay, yeah. But, yeah think For of, next week. You know, as, as Jesus is risen from the dead, and then what is his command? You know, stay here in Jerusalem, and he promises the Holy Spirit. Ah. And so you have this body, the body of believers here in this case. Yeah. And they receive the Holy Spirit, and it seems like then, yeah, then they go out. Then they go, you know, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth, now that they have that Spirit. What, what a cool insight. So you actually even have the resurrection and the witnesses of the empty tomb and the hands and the feet, and that's still not enough. Yeah. That's yeah. still not enough. They need the Spirit. You still got to have And Jesus himself acknowledges that. So so let me, uh, let me throw out the really crazy idea I had. Uh, a crazy Lutheran idea. And and if you want to say, oh, John, that's just crazy, because you say that to me quite often. <laughs> I try to do uh, it off the air. Off the air, yeah. Well, but, you're polite about okay. that. So I was thinking from a Lutheran standpoint, sure. though, because, you know, okay. Lutherans are all yeah. into law and gospel, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah we even, all law and gospel. Yeah, we yeah. even have a show here stuff. entitled oh, law, yeah, Tom law, Baker. Tom that's Baker. Right. Um, and I I guess what got me thinking about this is the fact that I, uh, the, the Scripture calls these people uh, slain. Uh, after after the first word comes, they're there, but they're they're slain, they're killed. Slain. And I thought, well, maybe that's the deal. So the first word is the word of the law, and the word of the law comes and it kills us. See, a lot of people think the word of the law is what makes you alive, right? Just give me the list of rules, I'll do these things, and then mm-hmm. I will be a mm-hmm. living, breathing Christian. Whereas, of course, the Apostle Paul says, oh, no, you don't understand the law. <laughs> no, the Spirit kills, he says. The Spirit makes alive. And he goes on to point out that what the law did was was arouse in him sinful desire, showed him what was a sin, right? Until I heard the law, I didn't know that coveting was a sin. Really? That's a sin? Yeah. Uh, 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 and, of course, so that, that was the thought I had, that maybe that that's the point. The first word that comes is a word that kills us. It's the word of the law. It's the word that actually shows us that we are dry, dead bones. See, because we don't realize that. But until you realize your dead, dry bones, until you realize your hope is, what was that phrase? Your, your hope is lost and, and you are indeed and, cut off. Oh, yeah. You don't understand that you need something. You need a, a Jesus to come and, and change your life. And so then that's the second word. The second word would be the word of the gospel. It is the spirit that lives. It gives us life, Paul says. And then that is what takes us dead bones and 
gives us life. So I don't know. Do you think I'm pushing no. it there as a Lutheran? <laughs> You're not crazy. No, that, that, that's. I think that's uh, looking at this through Lutheran lenses, long gospel yeah. lenses for sure. So he, he prophesies. We don't know exactly what that word of prophecy is, no. what the word he shares is, you know, law or gospel. But the point remains, you know, that's exactly what the law does. Uh, it kills it, well, it was that slain thing that caught slain, me. I know. That yeah. he refers to speak yeah. to the slain. Yeah. And, and once we see that reflection of ourselves in the law, that we are sinners, that we are uh, dead on our own, right, apart from Christ, yeah. uh, then that we're the gospel that, that that revives us, right? That gives life. That's what gives life. That's the only thing that gives life. So, yeah, yeah, that's a neat, neat all right. Well, I'll just throw that out. I, and I fit, you're a pretty smart guy, so, it's, so I, I'm not all that crazy. That might actually work. All right. Yeah, but good. now now let's get to the thing that you, you wanted to get to, which I think directly relates to Easter. But again, you wouldn't know it if Jesus hadn't risen from the grave. Uh, it's the last yeah. verses of the text. You want to read those last verses again, Matt? Yeah, sure. Uh, then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, say, our bones are dried up, our hope is lost, we are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from the graves, O my people. And I will put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I will place you in your own land, and you shall know that I am the Lord. I have spoken. I will do this, declares the Lord. And, and so there it is. Now that Jesus has risen, we understand this was not just talking about the fact that the Israelites would be restored to Jerusalem and Judah, which, of course, they, they would be. We're not denying that. But it was pointing ahead to something even bigger than that, the fact that even after people literally have physically died, not just in a spiritual or, or figurative sense, but even after they're literally dead, yeah, the Lord has the power to, to open their graves, even as he did for Jesus Christ. In fact, the thought occurred to me on Easter, we learn that it is possible for a dead man to live again. And then on the Sunday after, we learn that it's not only possible for a dead man like Jesus, but it's also possible for you and for me and for all the people we love. Again, uh, as you so wise, uh, wisely pointed out, not because of us, but because of the Spirit of God. Yeah, if he can bring life out of dust, I guess he can bring life out of dry bones, too. And he will. That's the promise he makes. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think we see that in, in Jesus' burial. Jesus is buried, but but he rises, right? And, yeah. And at the grave side, you know, the ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. that's so true. We will become dust, but but we're not going to remain dust. Yeah. 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 We're not going to stay dust. And that's the beautiful thing. We're going to rise, too. And, you know, by the way, someone came up to me and said, you Lutherans, you ash to ash, dust to dust. Where do you get that stuff from? Where does that come from? We see the dust. But that's actually what Abraham says, you know, mm -hmm. when he's praying to God about uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah. He says, I'm but dust and ashes. That's yeah. Abraham's phrase. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so here's the thought I had, Matt. See, there's a miracle going on right now. I hope people understand this. We are actually doing the very thing that's talked about in the book of Ezekiel because we're sharing with you the word of, of God, both law and gospel. And there are people right now that are spiritually coming to life. They maybe don't even know it, but as they hear these things and rejoice in God's love, they are literally spiritually coming to life. Now, unfortunately, the body is still going to die, uh, and it has to die. It really does, because the body is no good. I'm sorry. If you think your body is ever going to really love and trust, it, it just won't. Mm. Uh, you get to be as old and decrepit as I am, and, <laughs> and you begin to realize you said it, not me. Yeah, I, well, and I, I admit it, and I'm not getting any better. The, the same lust, the same doubt, everything that I wrestled with when I was your age, young bud, I'm still so that's what I, okay, so yeah, I guess pretty much we have to take that body, stick it in a tomb, let it return to dust. But that's okay. The same God who's made my spirit alive right here and now at this very moment will also make that body come back and be like his glorious body as well. 
So that's my thought, Matt. Thank you for letting me share oh, that with you. It's beautiful. And I mean, it, the story is much more. I mean, it's it's the restoration of God's people Israel, but also it's the restoration of us, God's yeah. people, uh, from that from that captivity of, of sin and death. So. And e- even the opening of our graves, it says. Isn't that exciting? So next week, Matt, uh, from the book of Acts, we're going to look at how the resurrection impacted the New Testament church, right? Yeah, we're going to look at the other side of the resurrection, how it impacted the church, and how that, well, impacts us, the church today. Yep. All right, we'll see you next week then on Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the, the Basics. basics.